0: The complete works of Winnie the Pooh. The immortal stories from the books Winnie the Pooh and The House at Pooh Corner, and poems from When We Were Very Young and Now We Are Six by Alan Alexander Milne. Presented for radio unabridged in 18 parts. Produced by Christopher Toyne and performed by Peter Dennis. Part 1, in which we are introduced to Winnie the Pooh and some bees, and the stories begin, and in which Pooh and Piglet go hunting, and nearly catch a woozle.
1: Hand in hand we come, Christopher, Robin, and I, to lay this book in your lap say you're surprised say you like it say it's just what you wanted because it's yours because we love you in which we are introduced to winnie the pooh and some bees and the stories begin here is edward bear coming downstairs now bump 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 on the back of his head behind christopher robin "'It is, as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs. "'But sometimes he feels that there really is another way. "'If only he could stop bumping for a moment and think of it. "'And then he feels that perhaps there isn't. "'Anyhow, here he is, at the bottom, and ready to be introduced to you. "'Winnie the Pooh. "'When I first heard his name, I said, just as you are going to say, "'But I thought he was a boy.' "'So did I,' said Christopher Robin.' Then you can't call him Winnie. I don't. But you said he's Winnie the Pooh. Don't you know what the means? Ah, yes, now I do, I said quickly, and I hope you do too, because it is all the explanation you're going to get. Sometimes Winnie the Pooh likes a game of some sort when he comes downstairs, and sometimes he likes to sit quietly in front of the fire and listen to a story. "'This evening? What about a story?' said Christopher Robin. "'What about a story?' I said. "'Could you very sweetly tell Winnie the Pooh one?' "'I suppose I could,' I said. "'What sort of stories does he like?' "'About himself, because he's that sort of bear.' "'Oh, I see. So could you very sweetly?' "'I'll try,' I said. "'So I tried. "'Once upon a time,' A very long time ago now, about last Friday, Winnie-the-Pooh lived in a forest all by himself under the name of Sanders. What does under the name mean? asked Christopher Robin. It means he had the name over the door in gold letters and lived under it. Winnie-the-Pooh wasn't quite sure, said Christopher Robin. Now I am, said a growly voice. Then I will go on, said I. One day when he was out walking he came to an open place in the middle of the forest, and in the middle of this place was a large oak tree, and from the top of the tree there came a loud buzzing noise. Winnie the Pooh sat down at the foot of the tree, put his head between his paws and began to think. First of all he said to himself, that buzzing noise means something. You don't get a buzzing noise like that, just buzzing and buzzing, without its meaning something. If there's a buzzing noise, somebody's making a buzzing noise. And the only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know of is because you're a bee. Then he thought another long time and said, And the only reason for being a bee that I know of is making honey. And then he got up and said, And the only reason for making honey is so as I can eat it. So he began to climb the tree. He climbed, and he climbed, and he climbed, and as he climbed, he sang a little song to himself. It went like this. Isn't it funny how a bear likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder why he does. Then he climbed a little further, and a little further, and then just a little further. And by that time, he'd thought of another song. It's a very funny thought that if bears were bees, they'd build their nests at the bottom of trees. And that being so, if the bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all these stairs. He was getting rather tired by this time. So that is why he sang a complaining song. He was nearly there now. "'And if he just stood on that branch?' "'Oh, help!' said Pooh as he dropped ten feet on the branch below him. "'If only I hadn't!' he said as he bounced twenty feet onto the next branch. "'You see what I meant to do?' he explained as he turned head over heels "'and crashed onto another branch thirty feet below. "'What I meant to do? Of course it was rather!' he admitted as he slithered very quickly "'through the next six branches. It all comes, I suppose.' He decided as he said goodbye to the last branch, spun round three times and flew gracefully into a gorse bush. It all comes of liking honey so much. Oh, help! He crawled out of the gorse bush, brushed the prickles from his nose and began to think again. And the first person he thought of was Christopher Robin. Was that me? said Christopher Robin in an awed voice, hardly daring to believe it. That was you. Christopher Robin said nothing, but his eyes got larger and larger, and his face got pinker and pinker. So Winnie-the-Pooh went round to his friend Christopher Robin, who lived behind a green door in another part of the forest. "'Good morning, Christopher Robin,' he said. "'Good morning, Winnie-the-Pooh,' said you. "'I wonder if you've got such a thing as a balloon about you.' "'A balloon? Yes, I just said to myself, coming along, I wonder if Christopher Robin has such a thing as a balloon about him. I just said it to myself, thinking of balloons and wondering. What do you want a balloon for? you said. Winnie the Pooh looked round to see that nobody was listening, put his paw to his mouth and said in a deep whisper, Honey! But you don't get honey with balloons. I do, said Pooh. "'Well, it just happened that you had been to a party the day before at the house of your friend Piglet, and you had balloons at the party. You had had a big green balloon, and one of Rabbit's relations had had a big blue one, and had left it behind, being really too young to go to a party at all, and so you had brought the green one and the blue one home with you. "'Which one would you like?' you asked Pooh. He put his head between his paws and thought very carefully. "'It's like this,' he said. When you go after honey with a balloon, the great thing is not to let the bees know you're coming. Now, if you have a green balloon, they might think you were only part of the tree and not notice you. And if you have a blue balloon, they might think you were only part of the sky and not notice you. And the question is, which is most likely? Wouldn't they notice you underneath the balloon, you asked? "'They might or they might not,' said Winnie the Pooh. "'You never can tell with bees.' "'He thought for a moment and said, "'I shall try to look like a small black cloud. "'That will deceive them.' "'Then you'd better have the blue balloon,' you said. "'And so it was decided. "'Well, you both went out with the blue balloon, "'and you took your gun with you, just in case, as you always did.' And Winnie the Pooh went to a very muddy place that he knew of, and rolled and rolled and rolled until he was black all over. And then, when the balloon was blown up as big as big, and you and Pooh were both holding on to the string, you let go suddenly, and Pooh Bear floated gracefully up into the sky, and stayed there, level with the top of the tree, and about twenty feet away from it. "'Hooray!' you shouted, "'Isn't that fine?' shouted Winnie the Pooh down to you. "'What do I look like?' "'You look like a bear holding on to a balloon,' you said. "'Not,' said Pooh anxiously. "'Not like a small black cloud in a blue sky?' "'Not very much.' "'Oh, well, perhaps from up here it looks different. "'And as I say, you never can tell with bees.' There was no wind to blow him nearer to the tree, so there he stayed. He could see the honey, he could smell the honey, but he couldn't quite reach the honey. After a little while he called down to you, Christopher Robin, he said in a loud whisper, Hello? I think the bees suspect something. What sort of thing? I don't know, but something tells me that they're suspicious. Perhaps they think you're after their honey. It may be that. You never can tell with bees. There was another little silence, and then he called down to you again. Christopher Robin? Yes? Have you an umbrella in your house? I think so. I wish you would bring it out here and walk up and down with it and look up at me every now and then and say, Tut, tut, it looks like rain. I think if you did that, it would help the deception which we are practising on these bees. "'Well, you laughed to yourself. (laughs) Silly old bear. "'But you didn't say it aloud because you were so fond of him, "'and you went home for your umbrella.' "'Oh, there you are!' called down Winnie-the-Pooh as soon as you got back to the tree. "'I was beginning to get anxious. "'I have discovered that the bees are now definitely suspicious.' "'Shall I put my umbrella up?' you said. "'Yes, but wait a moment. We must be practical.' The important bee to deceive is the queen bee. Can you see which is the queen bee from down there? No! A pity. Well, now, if you walk up and down with your umbrella saying, Tut, tut, it looks like rain, I shall do what I can by singing a little cloud song, such as a cloud might sing. Go! So, while he walked up and down and wondered if it would rain, Winnie the Pooh sang this song. How sweet to be a cloud, floating in the blue, every little cloud always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud, floating in the blue, it makes him very proud to be a little cloud. The bees were still buzzing as suspiciously as ever. Some of them indeed left their nests and flew all round the cloud as it began the second verse of this song. And one bee sat down on the nose of the cloud for a moment, and then got up again. "'Christopher! Oh! Robin!' called out the cloud. "'Yes?' "'I have just been thinking, and I have come to a very important decision.' These are the wrong sort of bees. Are they? Quite the wrong sort. So I should think they would make the wrong sort of honey, shouldn't you? Would they? Yes, so I think I shall come down. How? asked you. Winnie the Pooh hadn't thought about this. If he let go of the string he would fall. Bump! And he didn't like the idea of that. So he thought for a long time, and then he said... "'Christopher Robin, you must shoot the balloon with your gun. "'Have you got your gun?' "'Of course I have,' you said. "'But if I do that, it'll spoil the balloon,' you said. "'But if you don't,' said Pooh, "'I shall have to let go, and that would spoil me.' "'When he put it like this, you saw how it was, "'and you aimed very carefully at the balloon and fired.' "'Oh!' said Pooh. Did I miss? you asked. You didn't exactly miss, said Pooh, but you missed the balloon. I'm so sorry, you said, and you fired again, and this time you hit the balloon, and the air came slowly out, and Winnie the Pooh floated down to the ground. But his arms were so stiff from holding on to the string of the balloon all that time that they stayed up straight in the air for more than a week. And whenever a fly came and settled on his nose, he had to blow it off. And I think, but I'm not sure, that that is why he was always called (coughs) Pooh. Is that the end of the story? asked Christopher Robin. That's the end of that one. There are others. About Pooh and me, and Piglet, and Rabbit, and all of you. Don't you remember? I do remember, and then when I try to remember, I forget. That day when Pooh and Piglet tried to catch the heffalump they didn't catch it, did they? No, Pooh couldn't, because he hasn't any brain. Did I catch it? Well, that comes into the story. Christopher Robin nodded. I do remember, he said. Only Pooh doesn't very well, so that's why he likes having it told to him again because then it's a real story, and not just a remembering. That's just how I feel, I said. Christopher Robin gave a deep sigh, picked his bear up by the leg, and walked off to the door, trailing Pooh behind him. At the door he turned and said, Coming to see me have my bath? I might, I said. I didn't hurt him when I shot him, did I? Not a bit. He nodded and went out. And in a moment I heard Winnie the Pooh bump 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 going up the stairs behind him. Us too. Wherever I am there's always Pooh. There's always Pooh and me. Whatever I do he wants to do. Where are you going today? says Pooh. Well, that's very odd, because I was too. Let's go together, says Pooh, says he. Let's go together, says Pooh. What's twice eleven? I said to Pooh. Twice what? said Pooh to me. I think it ought to be twenty-two. Just what I think myself, said Pooh. It wasn't an easy sum to do. But that's what it is, said Pooh, said he. That's what it is, said Pooh. Let's look for dragons, I said to Pooh. Yes, let's, said Pooh to me. We crossed the river and found a few. Yes, those are dragons, all right, said Pooh. As soon as I saw their beaks, I knew that's what they are, said Pooh, said he. That's what they are, said Pooh. Let's frighten the dragons, I said to Pooh. That's right, said Pooh to me. I'm not afraid, I said to Pooh. And I held his paw and I shouted, Shoo, silly old dragons! And off they flew. I wasn't afraid, said Pooh, said he. I'm never afraid with you. So wherever I am, there's always Pooh. There's always Pooh and me. What would I do, I said to Pooh if it wasn't for you. And Pooh said, True, it isn't much fun for one, but two can stick together, says Pooh, says he. That's how it is, says Pooh. In which Pooh and Piglet go hunting and nearly catch a woozle. The piglet lived in a very grand house in the middle of a beech tree, and the beech tree was in the middle of the forest, and the piglet lived in the middle of the house. Next to his house was a piece of broken board which had trespassers were on it. When Christopher Robin asked the piglet what it meant, he said it was his grandfather's name and had been in the family for a long time. Christopher Robin said you couldn't be called trespassers were. And Piglet said, yes, you could, because his grandfather was, and it was short for Trespassers' Will, which was short for Trespassers' William. And his grandfather had had two names in case he lost one, Trespassers after an uncle, and William after Trespassers. I've got two names, said Christopher Robin carelessly.
2: Well, there you are. (coughs) That proves it,
1: (coughs) said Piglet. One fine winter's day, when Piglet was brushing away the snow in front of his house, he happened to look up. And there was Winnie the Pooh. Pooh was walking round and round in a circle, thinking of something else. And when Piglet called out to him, he just went on walking. Hello, said Piglet.
2: What are you doing?
1: Hunting, said Pooh.
2: Hunting what?
1: Tracking something, said Winnie the Pooh very mysteriously.
2: Tracking what?
1: Said Piglet, coming closer. That's just what I ask myself. I ask myself,
2: what? What do you think you'll answer?
1: I shall have to wait until I catch up with it," said Winnie the Pooh. Now look there! He pointed to the ground in front of him. What do you see there?
2: Tracks," <coughs> said Piglet. "Poor marks!" <coughs> he gave a little squeak of excitement. "Oh, Pooh, do you think it's a a a woosel?"
1: "It may be," said Pooh. "'Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. "'You never can tell with poor marks.' "'With these few words he went on tracking, "'and Piglet, after watching him for a minute or two, ran after him. Winnie the Pooh had come to a sudden stop "'and was bending over the tracks in a puzzled sort of way. "'What's the matter?' (coughs) asked Piglet. "'It's a very funny thing,' said Bear, "'but there seem to be two animals now.' This whatever-it-was has been joined by another whatever-it-is, and the two of them are now proceeding in company. Would you mind coming with me, Piglet, in case they turn out to be hostile animals? Piglet scratched his ear in a nice sort of way and said that he had nothing to do until Friday and would be delighted to come, in case it really was a woozle. "'You mean in case it really is two woozles?' said Winnie the Pooh, and Piglet said that anyhow he had nothing to do until Friday. So off they went together. There was a small spinny of larch trees just here, and it seemed as if the two woozles, if that is what they were, had been going round this spinny. So round the spinny went Pooh and Piglet after them. Piglet passing the time by telling Pooh what his grandfather trespassers were, had done to remove stiffness after tracking, and how his grandfather trespassers were, had suffered in his later years from shortness of breath, and other matters of interest, and Pooh wondering what a grandfather was like, and if perhaps this was two grandfathers they were after now, and if so, whether he would be allowed to take one home and keep it, and what Christopher Robin would say, and still the tracks went on in front of them. Suddenly, Winnie the Pooh stopped and pointed excitedly in front of him. Look! What? (coughs) said Piglet with a jump. And then, to show that he hadn't been frightened, he jumped up and down once or twice more in an exercising sort of way. The tracks, said Pooh. A third animal has joined the other two. (coughs) Pooh, cried Piglet,
2: do you think it is another woozle?
1: (coughs) No, said Pooh. "'because it makes different marks. "'It is either two woozles and one as it might be whizzle, "'or two as it might be whizzles and one, if so it is, woozle. "'Let us continue to follow them.' "'So they went on, feeling just a little anxious now, "'in case the three animals in front of them were of hostile intent. "'And Piglet wished very much that his grandfather T. were there.' "'instead of elsewhere, and Pooh thought how nice it would be "'if they met Christopher Robin suddenly, but quite accidentally, "'and only because he liked Christopher Robin so much. "'And then all of a sudden, Winnie the Pooh stopped again "'and licked the tip of his nose in a cooling manner, "'for he was feeling more hot and anxious than ever in his life before. "'There were four animals in front of them. "'Do you see, Piglet? Look at their tracks. three, as it were, woozles, and one, as it was, whizzle.' Another woozle has joined them. And so it seemed to be. There were the tracks, crossing over each other here, getting muddled up with each other there. But quite plainly, every now and then, the tracks of four sets of paws. I think... said Piglet when he had licked the tip of his
2: nose too and found that it brought very little comfort. I think that I have just remembered something... (coughs) I have just remembered something that I forgot to do yesterday and shan't be able to do tomorrow, <coughs> so I suppose I really ought to go back and do it now.
1: <coughs> we'll do it this
2: afternoon and I'll come with you, said Pooh. It isn't the sort of thing you could do in the afternoon, <coughs> said Piglet quickly. It's a very particular morning thing that has to be done in the morning, and if possible between the hours of, <coughs> what would you say the time was?
1: About twelve said Winnie the Pooh, looking at the sun,
2: between, as I was saying, the hours of twelve and twelve-five. <coughs> so really, dear old Pooh, <coughs> if you'll excuse me. What's that?
1: Pooh looked up at the sky, and then, as he heard the whistle again, he looked up into the branches of a big oak tree, and then he saw a friend of his. It's Christopher Robin,
2: he said. Ah, <coughs> then you'll be all right, said Piglet. You'll be quite safe with him. <coughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <coughs> and he trotted off home as
1: quickly as he could, very glad to be out of all danger again. Christopher Robin came slowly down his tree. Silly old bear, he said. What were you doing? First you went round the spinney twice by yourself, and then Piglet ran after you, and you went round again together, and then you were just going round a fourth time. Wait a moment, said Winnie the Pooh, holding up his paw. He sat down and thought in the most thoughtful way he could think. Then he fitted his paw into one of the tracks, and then he scratched his nose, twice, and stood up. Yes, said Winnie the Pooh. I see now, said Winnie the Pooh. I have been foolish and deluded, said he, and I am a bear of no brain at all. You're the best bear in all the world, said Christopher Robin soothingly. Am I? said Pooh hopefully. And then he brightened up suddenly. Anyhow, he said, it is nearly luncheon time. So he went home for it. Vespers. This poem, being in the library of the Queen's Doll's House, is spoken here by special permission. Little boy kneels at the foot of the bed, droops on the little hand's little gold head. Hush! Hush! Whisper who dares! Christopher Robin is saying his prayers. God bless Mummy. I know that's right. Wasn't it fun in the bath tonight? The cold so cold and the hot so hot. Oh, God bless Daddy. I quite forgot. If I open my fingers a little bit more, I can see Nanny's dressing gown on the door. It's a beautiful blue. But it hasn't a hood. Oh, God bless Nanny and make her good. Mine has a hood and I lie in bed and pull the hood right over my head and I shut my eyes and I curl up small and nobody knows that I'm there at all. Oh, thank you, God, for a lovely day. And what was the other I had to say? I said, bless Daddy, so what can it be? Oh, now I remember it. God bless me. Little boy kneels at the foot of the bed, droops on the little hand's little gold head. Hush! Hush! Whisper who dares. Christopher Robin is saying his prayers.
0: The complete works of Winnie the Pooh. Performed by Peter Dennis. Based on the stage show Bother. Music composed and conducted by Don Davis. Piano played by Gloria Chang and clarinet by Charles Boito. Production recorded and mixed by Jeff Sykes at KCRW Santa Monica. Executive producer Jacqueline Delorier. Radio production directed by Christopher Toyne. A co-production of KCRW and Bother LA Production. You've just heard the complete works of Winnie the Pooh on hd 2 and iCanRadio.org. Unabridged recordings of the four Winnie the Pooh books can be found at downpour.com or by calling 1-855-369-6768.